Hey guys, it's me, Allie Burns from Picks and Parlays, and I've got a little baseball two-teamer for this Friday, June the 18th. I've got expert handicapper Cameron Ross with us today to give us the play. What's going on, Cam? Man, just making it. Uh, been watching my Hawk Mount huge comeback. Finally, Atlanta's on the right side of a big comeback, but uh, we're talking about baseball right now. So we're going to go ahead and lock in and get these picks made. Well, all right. Well, we've got some two-teamer dreamer action here. The Indians are taking on the Pirates. Indians are the favorite, minus a 145. I got a total of eight and a half. Then we'll talk about the Twins at the Texas Rangers. Twins are a minus 157. The total is nine. So what is your two-team parlay for this Friday, Cam? Yeah, you know, I really like this Cleveland team. They're playing well, 38-28 on the year. They've won four of their last five. They just swept... Uh, Baltimore, so they're playing good. You know, Mejia's on the mound here, 1-1, one 4.26 one, ERA. That's not a great ERA for a pitcher with a 500 record, but he just hasn't gotten as much run support. But also, he's only pitched 12 innings and some change. 12.2, I believe, is what he's pitched. So it hasn't been a lot of a lot of work for him. But uh, Pittsburgh's atrocious. They're terrible. They've lost 10 in a row. They can't hit the ball. They can't pitch. They can't do anything. You know, they have Cool on the mound here, 0 and 4, 6.52 ERA. I just think you have to go with the hotter team here, the better team against a terrible pitcher. I think Cleveland's going to continue to roll. I think Mejia is going to have success against this bad Pirates lineup, uh, leading to a Cleveland win. All right, I'm with you on this one. I got to say, this is kind of straightforward. The only thing I don't like about it is like the price I'm getting the Indians almost seems too good in a way, you know, but they are on the road. So it makes sense. Not a bad number to pay, even as a straight bet. So let's add this one with, we've got twins at Texas Rangers. Twins are 157 and the total on this one is nine. So how are we going to roll on the second leg? Yeah, price wise, you know, this one's, uh, this one's a little bit high, but the twins, they haven't done what everybody expected them to do. They're not as good as uh, what was bestowed upon them coming into the season. Jose Barrios is on the mound in this in this game, and he's been great all year. Seven and two, three point four nine ERA. He's going to succeed and have a lot of. It's going to be a good game for him against this uh, this Rangers lineup. The Rangers don't hit the ball well. They're not that good. They're eighteen games below five hundred. But the biggest key in this game is Mike Fultonevich. He was atrocious here in Atlanta. Thankfully, he's gone. He's been terrible in Texas, 1-7, 5.48 ERA. You know, it's almost like this guy throws the ball at the bats. And I just think, you know, a struggling a struggling Twins lineup, it's a good Twins lineup. They're just, they just haven't put it all together. A good lineup against a terrible pitcher is just a good recipe, especially with the far and away better pitcher on the mound for Minnesota. I know it's a little bit of a steeper price, but me personally, I am going to take Minnesota in this game because I would bet I would bet myself pitching against Fultonevich. I'm pretty sure I could hit his fastball. <laughs> I right. love Fultie when he was at Atlanta, but you're right. He's just not the same Fultie that he was. So what are you going to do? And the only time I will think about betting on the Twins is if Barrios is on the mound. Correct. So, I mean, I think Correct. you got this one spot on as well. All right, so that is our two-team parlay. Cam Ross is rolling with the Indians and the Twins. We got game six for the Utah Jazz at the LA Clippers. Clippers are up three to two in the series. Jazz are minus two on the road, and the total is 219 and a half. So what do you got going on here? 
Yeah, you know the Clippers. The Clippers being up, they were they were a two point dog uh, night before last, and then it came out yesterday morning. Kawhi was out with the with the ACL trouble, and it ballooned up to seven. And you know, I'm sure people were jumping all over it. Personally, was not on the game, but I was shocked um, the way the Clippers closed this game out. The Jazz shot terribly in the game. You know, they couldn't throw it in the ocean. They shot 45 percent from the field, 37 percent from three. Donovan Mitchell couldn't find it. I don't think that's going to be the same case here. I know it's probably going to be loud in L.A. It's probably going to be, you know, going. They have a chance to close out the number one team in the West, number one team in in the league, you know, the league overall. Paul George has played well. But the Clippers have won three in a row. You know, the Jazz opened up 2-0 in this series. Now it's 3-2 the other way. I think the Jazz are going to get this game done. I know it's a basically a pick em. But I just expect Donovan Mitchell specifically to play and shoot a lot better. And he's going to figure it out, get his team to the finish line in this game, and there will be a game seven. All right. I got to say that I agree with you on this one. Um, Do you think it's worth laying the two points or just taking the Jazz on the money line in this kind of situation? Personally, I would probably do. I'll probably do both. But, yeah, I think it's worth I think it's worth the two. And I think uh, between now and tip, this could go up to three and a half, four, maybe, because uh, Kawhi is not going to play. You know, Mike Conley's been out, and the Jazz are a very different team without Mike Conley, but they're not a, a bad team, but they just shot horrendously. Royce O'Neal couldn't throw it in the road last night. Donovan Mitchell couldn't couldn't make shots. They were missing free throws. They were seven for 14 from the free throw line at one time, and this team shoots close to, if not more than 80%, as a unit, so they just... They just didn't have their. They just didn't have it going last night. But I think tomorrow they'll figure it out and get back on track. Yeah, I feel you. I'm with you on this one. All right, Cam Ross, I'm taking your play. We're gonna roll with the Jazz minus two, and also on the money line. Just a reminder: don't forget to use our promo code Podcast. It'll save you twenty percent off of all packages or subscriptions. The Minnesota Twins are taking on the Texas Rangers, and I've got handicapping expert Tim Michael with me today. How's it going, Tim? Allie, it's going great. We're rolling around. It's uh, it's full full on summer now, even though it's not officially there. We're rolling in the top five for MLB right now. We're, we're, we're doing good. We're making people money and we're enjoying life right now. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so this game, I mean, uh, Maybe not our marquee matchup of the night, but these are the lines that we've got out. And honestly, a good team and a bad team isn't, you know, we don't want to talk about that. But these are actually two not-so-good teams, which evens out the playing field. So we've got the Twins. They're starting Barrios on the mound. They're minus a 157 at the Texas Rangers. They've got old Mike Foltzy. Um, that's how I say his name. <laughs> we've got a total of nine. So what do you got going on for this one? Well, we're not going to even hide this one. We're going to hit it up right at the front here. We're taking Minnesota and Jose Barrios on the road in Texas against Mike Fultonevich and yes. the Rangers. That's how I say it. Whether it's absolutely accurate, I don't know, but we're going with Fultonevich. Yes, you know, I don't normally play road favorites, or I, you know, I really don't particularly like playing road favorites, Allie. But in this case, I do think we're getting a good price on the better starting pitcher and the better team. So my call here, as I mentioned, is on Jose Barros, Barrios and the Twins versus Mike Fultonevich and the Rangers in Texas on Friday night. Now, Fultonevich has just been terrible this year. He's 1-7 with a 5.48 ERA. 
he most recently comes in off of a confidence-crushing 12-1 loss to the Dodgers, conceding eight runs himself over only 2.2 innings of work. Now, over his last five starts, Fultonevich has just eight strikeouts combined. He's been much better at home than on the road, but still, he still had a pedestrian 4.88 ERA in those friendly confines. Now, Barros, though, has been a consistent bright spot in this twin starting rotation, and I definitely like him in this matchup. So far, he's 7-2 with a 3.49 ERA. He most recently struck out eight and gave up just two runs over seven innings uh, in a victory over the Athletics. Now, Berrios is 5-0 over his last eight starts to go along with his solid ERA. He also sports a great 1.09 whip and 81 strikeouts over 77.1 innings of work. And you know what? Finally, Ali, I'll point out while he's been good both at home and on the road, he's especially good on the road going 3-1 with a 2.84 ERA. I say this is a game that Berrios can dominate that he won't take for granted. And I do definitely think that, well, Fultonevich will continue his slide down on the proverbial crapper. You know what? You're here for my official call on this one, Allie. And well, we're taking the Twins and Berrios as favorites on the road in Texas on Friday night. All right, that sounds like a plan. I cannot talk you off of that in any way, shape or form. Uh, what do you think about a total here? The number is nine. We going over or under? Okay, if I'm gonna go with a total, I'm taking the under. That's to correlate along with my pick on Berrios, who I expect to dominate here. I don't see this shaky Rangers offense getting any production. I'll take the under as far as the total is concerned. So go ahead and sprinkle a little bit on that under. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't see the Rangers really hitting off of Berrios, but the Twins don't have fantastic bats. Yes, they can hit off Foltzy, as I call them, but it's not like they're just lighting stuff up on the daily right now. They're going to be looking to turn things around against this struggling Rangers team, but I agree. It's going to stay under the nine, and we roll with the Twins, minus 157. Game three. The Vegas Golden Knights are headed to Montreal to take on the Canadians. My Vegas Golden Knights are coming off a loss at home. Now we're traveling to Montreal. Um, there will be limited capacity. I think it was 2,500 in the stands for Montreal. So that is uh, one thing there. The Knights are the favorite on the road, minus a 155. I've got a total of five. I hear that Marc-Andre Fleury is actually from Montreal. So I'm like, I'm kind of digging that little tidbit of information too what's your play on this one tim well you got you got a lot of good uh, facts going on there ali you know it is actually 3500 in the stands in montreal which i think that's that's going to feel pretty close to a full uh, stadium right now rink for the montreal canadians for what they've been dealing with over all season but uh and yeah mark andre fleury i think he's like an hour outside of montreal as his hometown where he grew up so it's going to be a fun one now, hey, this is a very interesting series. You know, how are your mighty Golden Knights going to respond here, having to travel, well, north of the border to face the now re-energized Montreal team that, while not favored in this game at all, and they are a big underdog at home here, but they do have that slight advantage for sure with the next two games being at home here in Montreal. I'll give you a little bit of a history lesson here, Ali. In the old Montreal Forum, their old rink, there was so much history in the building. Teams were so intimidated by the greatness of the Montreal Canadiens that the old saying was that teams felt that they were already down a goal before the game even started. Now, of course, that was then. This is now. 
But still, Montreal has absolutely exceeded expectations at this point. The Canadians, while well, they were down 1-3 to three to the Toronto Maple Leafs, who were heavily favored to come out of the North Division. But Montreal ended up winning three straight against Toronto, and then after playing seven games against one of the best teams in the NHL, it then went on to sweep the Winnipeg Jets in four straight. The Golden Knights, their road to this point hasn't been easy either. And while they've faced plenty of tests, they've faced plenty of tests throughout uh, the postseason already, this is going to be a bit of a change to the routine, just in the fact that they're going to have to cross the American-Canadian border and go into another country to play a game for the first time in really a really long time. So, you know what? Little things, little changes in routine when teams are on a roll, when chemistry is high, usually aren't the best things and have the chance to absolutely lead to a little bit of a letdown. Is that going to happen here for Las Vegas? That's the big question here, Allie. And it's one I hope I can answer here for you and everyone else out there. And I'm going to say, much to your chagrin, yes, Las Vegas does have a letdown in game three. I do think it'll take the Knights a game to adjust. And conversely, the momentum and the energy has definitely swung to the Canadians now. And while at this price, Allie, I think the home underdog is absolutely the way to go here. And so, you know what? That's going to be my official call on this one. Don't bet with your heart. Bet with your wallet. Uh, look for the travel to throw a monkey wrench into the Knights' chemistry. And I expect the Canadians to build off their latest win and to take advantage. So, you know what? As much as it's going to hurt you, take Montreal on this one. I'm just not going to take anybody. <laughs> I haven't really betting on, I haven't been betting too much on hockey until the in-play kicks in. I don't want to get my feelings involved with things. Um, so, you're, you know, you are the expert here. You are Canadian and everything. You know the hockey. I just love VGK. So, <laughs> like, listen to Tim Michael. Take the plus money with Le Habitant. What do you think about this total of five? I've been over in fives. What do you think? I'm going with the over as well. Game one went under, okay. game game two pushed at five, but hey, you know what? I expect these two teams to open things up a little bit here in game three. So, you know what? As I say, I just can't turn the value down on the, on the hot home side here, and my strongest play is on those Canadians, but if I'm going to go with a total, I'm going to take you over. All right. That's the way to do it. Canadians, the over. Go Knights, go!